Hello everyone, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Friday the 26th of March. Joining me today is Alyssa Morrison, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hello Alyssa, how are you doing today? Hi Peter, I'm really well, how are you today? Yeah, not too bad. Literally just as you came on, um, my printer has just come on in my room. Um, my my wife is in is in another room, right? And um, I've got the printer in this room. Oh, and, no. uh, so literally, just it's just sabotaging you on, your podcast. No, 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 I don't know. So I don't know if you can hear it in the background. But anyway, it literally came on just as you said hello. Anyway, right. So um, let's get straight into it. Um, what did you think? Um, you know, what what caught your eye today in uh, Watson's Daily? Uh, well, this story about uh, H&M and Nike uh, facing flack from China. Yep. Um, yes, initially, I, I thought it was quite weird, really, because to me, it is kind of last year's news mm-hmm. in a way, because this part of China um, has been sort of accused of committing genocide last year by America. And um, so, so and, and the, the actual comment from H&M um, that has now been brought to light was made last year as well. Um, so it's interesting that all of this has sort of come up now, um, mm. a, bit, a, a bit of a delayed reaction <laughs> yeah. in a way. But, um, but you know, this, this whole human rights issue, I mean, Boohoo was facing scrutiny as well um, recently um, over paying below minimum wage to their staff. So, um, you know, it is um, a big issue all across the globe. Mm. Um, so, you know, just because you know, China is a different, um, you know, country doesn't mean that, the, you know, then they're, they're allowed to uh, to go against human rights as well. Mm. So I guess that's kind of the idea here. Mm. Um, but, um, um, but yes, I mean, I don't know. Um, what's your what's your view on this? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that this this is um, obviously China is is a bit of a different kettle of fish in the sense that it's. It is a massive market. I mean, these, um, you know, these mm. these companies are really looking to China as a you know big potential or big actual revenue generator. Um, well, in fact, in fact, the H and M, the China in uh, in H and M is their fourth biggest market. Mm. Um, is in China, in, in in fact. So yeah, it's. Yeah. Um... So I mean, it's basically, <laughs> it's basically it's potentially damaging to them because it will cause anti H&M and Nike feeling um, and that's obviously what they're stirring up Um, but you were saying something earlier weren't you about how you know maybe this is connected somehow with other behavior because it is the timing of this is rather strange yes well um Obviously, Nike is the uh, is an American corporation. Um, I do feel it's kind of part of an ongoing war between China and America in a way, you know, with the likes of Huawei um, (laughs) that's been happening last year as well. Um, I mean, this whole national security law that was imposed in Hong Kong last year as well. Mm. You know, is this all interlinked and Mm. is China sort of clamping down on all things Western? (laughs) I mean, it certainly seems to me that the, I, you know, I would suggest that this is all linked because, you know, the timing of this seems a bit strange. Um, you know, like you say, they're picking on stuff that was actually said last year. Um, mm. And, you know, it just seems that 
maybe um, I, I feel anyway that China has been quite rel- relatively slow to react to some big rhetoric, really, by by the West. Um, and maybe they've just saved it all up and um, are unleashing it on um, on Nike and H&M. And I also would add into add into the mix that it is interesting. I think I said yesterday or couple of days ago or something about um uh about china um banning military staff and some employees of certain (coughs) (coughs) sorry certain state controlled companies Mm. um from buying teslas because they say that they're a security risk so i think that 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 is quite interesting and and obviously you know uh elon musk is very keen to try and sort of smooth that over and reassure and 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 all that kind of thing but i don't know it just seems to all be kind of happening at roughly the same time uh and it's just maybe that they are you know there is a backlash against the anti-china sentiment that we saw a lot of probably in the second especially in the second half of last year Mm. um so um so yeah yeah i mean i i do i did see that um sort of at the start of this year you know america came out with saying that there was some kind of new evidence that emerged that there was um sort of these crimes against humanity that were happening um in china so mm. maybe it's their response to that um as well yeah and i i mean i don't know i mean obviously this is a bit of a different thing now but the you know yeah. the, the whole sort of anti-asian stuff that's going on in america at the moment again i don't know you know i don't know whether that's that's you know they, they, they've chosen a timing to time it i don't know it's very difficult isn't it there's a lot of there's a lot of um, yeah anti, anti <laughs> the, feeling going on at the moment yeah there's so many comments and things so maybe it's just you know it's only just coming up on their news feed you know you know how it goes <laughs> you yeah, know, well, when you're exactly. scrolling down and <laughs> well indeed, indeed. so um so there you go but uh so anyway, so um, what about you, Peter? Yeah, I was um, thinking uh, today that um, the legal and general news that so basically legal and general, they are saying that they will not be participating in the delivery IPO that is going to happen next week. Now, this will be the UK's biggest IPO for 10 years. Um, and what is particularly interesting about this is so legal and general is um, the uk's biggest fund manager um but it is also joining the likes of m&g aberdeen standard investments and aviva investors interestingly all of whom i have advised in the past apart from m&g <laughs> but anyway uh, but you know the, so all of these all of these investors um they've also said that they are not going to be participating either um now they say that it's because they there's there's um uh, they don't like the dual share structure that um, the, the founder, Will Shue, is having. So basically, um, just just so, just so you know, so with, with dual share structures in this kind of thing, um, they're very common in, in America, for instance, especially in Silicon Valley companies. But anyway, basically what they do is they enable founders to have their cake and eat it. Uh, which is actually pati- particularly pertinent for a food delivery company, but the, they they what it means is they can um, they can sell their shares um, to everyone, but they they retain a special class of shares which give them outsized voting rights. So what it means is they can sell their shares, get a load of money, but still keep control of the company. 
So this is what's happening with with this as things stand at the moment. So um, he will shoe will have a stake worth five hundred million pounds, um, but mm. he will be keeping fifty seven percent of the voting rights. So basically, no one can touch him for at least for the next few years. So it is interesting um, that the these investors have decided to um, not participate in this uh, in this IPO. But I do wonder again: is this really because of this, or is it because they think the valuation is too high and they're using this as a nice PR? opportunity to make themselves look good um by saying that it's they're concerned about the workers Mm. now i know this is very controversial considering the job that i did so you know i was a stockbroker i advised um you you know institutions including uh legal and general uh aberdeen standard and aviva in fact um and i am of the opinion that investors, although they will swear blind otherwise, investors really don't actually care about the company, uh, the companies that they that they buy. Um, not in certainly not in the same way that uh, people who actually work at the company care about that company. And um, you know, I know that investors, and I, by the way, I've gone against my, my wife. Used to be a fund manager. She doesn't agree with me either. <laughs> Um, but, you know, I, I just think that if you haven't, you don't know what it's like, you know, a lot of these fund managers have only done fund management and they go, they, from, from the, from a company's point of view, they swan into the company, have a look at the, uh, the, you know, at the, at the, um, at the financials and things, and then just start dictating what, 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 how the company should run. Now you can imagine that, um, the people that run these companies sort of they'll they'll say oh you know they'll they'll be very um they'll say oh yeah of course yes you're definitely right to their faces <laughs> but i suspect <laughs> in in behind closed doors they will not take a note of what they're doing um at all unless they have to you know and and they have to if it's like an activist investor and they they've got a seat on the board or they're going for a seat on the board or they're trying to out someone then they take notice but apart from that um anyway so i do so i do wonder whether um you know whether this is is this the actual reason um Mm. about it the way they the the way that um deliveroo um classes its classes the the people that it uh, sorry, I'm trying to do it in a way that doesn't say employees or workers. So it has its couriers. It treats them as um, as contractors and not workers. Um, this is co- still causing a lot of problems. And um, we had the Uber um, uh, decision at the at the Supreme Court recently, which classed the the you know the, these couriers as workers. We've got Europe looking at um, this you know gig thing and also looking at whether they're going to be able to classify these um couriers as contractors or workers and so you know there's a lot of i think there's there's regulatory risk here there's the you know and there is the thing of the voting rights because that's kind of a pain for the for the investors but also like i say they they you know the the company has pretty much given itself a top of the range um valuation 
And so it just, I just wonder whether they, they think that um, in actual fact, it's because Deliveroo's too expensive. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, and I do think that Deliveroo is possibly a bit, it sounds a bit desperate. So it feels a bit desperate, this deal, because, you know, they, they've announced brilliant results. Um, you know, they've done incredibly well under lockdown. Um, but we're heading into spring, summer. Lockdown is lifting. People are going to want to go out to the actual restaurants rather than order the, you know, order takeaways, I think. So I think their business is going to weaken significantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if it doesn't get the deal away next week, I think the window of opportunity is going to close very quickly and they will not be able to do a listing yeah. until you know, for maybe six months, maybe longer. I don't know. So if that is the case, what they may have to do is they may have to cut the valuation. You know, that's one thing. Or they might do something with regard to Will Shue and his voting rights and, you know, his power and and, and that kind of thing, um, just mm. to get the thing away. So I don't know what's going to happen, but it's, it's definitely, it is not a done deal. And rem- remember that um, it wasn't that long ago when WeWork was going on about its IPO. It priced itself above, you know, right at the top of the range, although I think it then had to cut it and cut it. And then it cancelled, mm. right, you know, right in the last minute. Could this happen to Deliveroo? Maybe. But like I say, I think that it will really want to try to do something to so that it, the deal gets away. And it's also really important as well for the London Stock Exchange, for their their own kind of reputation because a lot has been staked as a lot of you know it's been staked on this because this is a this is a major ipo so and you know the idea is this will attract other tech type ipos but if it if if it doesn't go well um a lot of people are going to lose out so we'll we'll just have to see i i wonder as well i don't know um this plays a part but obviously uh companies like legal in general and um Aviva, they're they're in insurance companies, um, mm-hmm. and obviously you know there's been this whole saga about insurance company paying up um, people, you know, because of COVID nineteen. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's sort of been decided yet on on what's happening in that in, in that scenario, but I wonder I wonder if that has some kind of you know link to the fact that they don't actually want to go through with um, with with this because they might not have know. enough money <laughs> you know? no i don't know i don't I, I don't think it no i don't think it's that i mean those those things are separate yeah I mean, because the um you know the insurance side of things so the they are linked uh, you know in the sense they're the same company and one sort of finances the other but in terms of um you know how it's run and a decision like this i I would I don't think that mm. they will I don't think that they are linked um but you know it's a good it's a good question um but I like I say because one finances the other yeah. right so your insurance premiums go somewhere and they have to grow the premiums and one of the ways that they grow the premiums is by investing the premiums um and then they make the return and then they make their money by hopefully having higher returns on their investments versus the amount of money that they have to pay out but i mean like i say they are linked but in this particular case in terms of the decision i i think that they are separate makes sense 
there you go. Anyway, um, I think that's all we've got time for today. Thank you very much indeed um, for your time, and um, and uh, and thank you for the listeners to listening. Next week is going to be a very exciting week, as you will see. There's there's going to be competitions. There's going to be uh, there's going to be a very uh, unusual Instagram live that you will. Yes, not, you did mention that, that yesterday seen. in your Instagram <laughs> live. I'm very yeah. very curious. Yeah. Yeah, there's, it's something that's going to be unlike anything you've ever seen on Instagram <laughs> Live. And um, so we'll, we'll more of that next week. Um, but, Great, um, let's get but that yeah, trending. You know, <laughs> indeed, indeed. But anyway, um, but thank you very much. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And um, I bid you a fantastic Friday uh, uh, and a great weekend as well. Many thank thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye.